wings. If you are clapping onto the Shekinah glory, if you are clapping onto the lion of the tribe of Judah, the rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star, the God that was and is and is to come, the captain of the host of heaven, the king of glory, the I am that I am, the one whose hair is as white as wool, the one whose feet is as fine brass, the God that has never lost a battle, celebrate him, celebrate him, celebrate him, celebrate him, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. Now, I need you to be very sensitive this morning. I was privileged to work with some people in power. I hope you're okay. Some people in power, and they spoke to me about one personality that all of us know. He's a farmer, the billionaire farmer in Nigeria. I won't mention his name. He said, if you want to get anything from him, just make sure he calls you to eat on his table. As if you are still discussing the matter in the parlor, your case is not solved. It's standing. But the moment he tells you, you will eat with me, forget it. It's on that dining table, it will set your case to the phone call. An ordinary man that is well connected will set your case with a phone call because you ate with him on the same table. Now you are meeting with the king of kings. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. So when we gather to praise him, he is enthroned. Every time you are praising, you are preparing a seat for God to sit on. He said, do I, do I need your money? I used to tell people humorously that no man can support a container from falling down. A trailer wants to fall. You say you just came out of the gym. You want to hold it. That's where they will bury you. They won't be able to gather your carcass to bury you. So if you cannot support an ordinary trailer, who can support God with his offering? God will not depend on our apostles. So God said, if I'm hungry, I won't tell you. The cattle and the thousand years, they are mine. So we say, but he that offered praise glorified me. So when we gather to celebrate God, God is honored. Now, if someone met with this farmer I spoke about, and the first thing he did was, he didn't talk to the man carelessly. He prostrated and spoke Yoruba. Others were saying, Mr. Sosian, sir, why are you? He ignored all of them. But the one that worshipped, he said, rise up, Omodada. And began to speak language. And they sat together on the dining table, and with a phone call, his case was settled. So for someone that will come here this morning, and for once, just leave your problems where they are. And magnify the God that is bigger than your challenges. For once, just leave God, I, I know you are going through stuff. I know it's not, it hasn't been easy. But the Bible says to be joined with the living, there is hope. That there's still breath in your nostrils is certain that there is hope for your tomorrow. At least you're not buried. At least the four walls of your room are not the four walls of your grave. At least you're not naked. At least you're not begging for bread. You are alive and where anything can happen. Because a living dog is better than a dead lion. So for once, just set aside. Whatever it is you're going through, set it aside. If anything has failed, thank God it's not your heart that failed. 
Are you paying attention to me now? Because what has happened is what we know. What the enemy meant to happen that God didn't permit, we didn't know. Your car engine knocked. Thank God that you are, it's not your life that knocked in an accident. Uh, as long as you are alive, a car can be replaced. But you can be replaced. The grave can praise God. You are here and alive. Make a joyful noise to the one that lives for us. Make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. Amen. Some people are making joyful noise. And someone is saying they have come again. And so we go to shout. Hear me. It's only a grave that is permitted to be silent. How many people have seen football in the stadium before? When Nigeria is pressing that you be like, eh, eh, eh. When they're pressing, you say, ooh, it goes down. Then when they score, voila. Because when you are winning, look, where there is victory, there is a noise. And where there is silence, death is imminent. That is why when a child is born, ask our mothers. If the child does not cry, there's a problem. The child came like an executive. And after they gave out to him, he did like this. He's not dead though, but he's not crying. Then we... Fresh baby. Till the body becomes red. Then we hear, yeah. They say, okay, he has come. Until you shout it, Jericho cannot fall down. Until you scream, the mountains will not become plain. Until you are excited for no reason. You know what I'm saying? You are excited for no reason. Shout! The shouting side is the winning side. When you are in a funeral procession, everything is quiet. Everybody is quiet. Uh, one of my in-laws almost lost a child. And when we got to the hospital, the, the child came out alive after a lot of labor. But the child was pale. So the doctor would go to the child and say, this is what I'm observing. We may need to take this to a pediatric hospital. A fresh baby. She would the child. But the child will wait. After like 10 seconds, the child will not cry. She said the response to the brain is too small. And we don't act. We almost lost. Can't go for my wife. That insisted we rush the child to the nearest pediatric hospital. It cost us 600 and something thousand for about a few days. But thank God they flushed whatever it was out of the system. Thank God we will have lost that child. On the way, say, gas was finished. I mean, oxygen was finished. You know, Nigeria, everything finished everywhere. We do operation, light will go. God will help us. But thank God that the child was saved. The Bible says, Balaam was hired to curse Israel in the book of Numbers. As he was about to curse them, he began to bless them. He said, eh, Israel is like a field the Lord has blessed. Eh, Israel is like a lion. Eh, the man that hired the guy said, I hired you to kill people. You are blessing them. He said, the shout of a king is amongst them. There is a shout that is triumphant. Are you aware, sir? Are you aware that shouting is warfare? You don't get it. Shouting is warfare. 
Nothing is nothing. Sometimes God will ask you, start laughing. As in, in the face of nothing, God says, start laughing. Laughing can be warfare. Are you aware that said I laughed first? She first laughed. She said, I, she, she said, I didn't laugh. Ah, God said, good. You will have laughter. Laughing is warfare. That woman, her child was pronounced dead, but she told no one. And she put the child on her back. Off to the camp. And they began to pray. Nobody knew. If they called temporary point, she looked at her very dead. And when they shared, they just shout 21, hallelujah. Ah, ah. On the 21st, hallelujah, the child stretched. God uses the foolish things of this to confront the wise. Okay, you have been praying since not just moving. If God asks you to dance, why won't you dance? I know people here when they go and see Baba Lawosa, before they enter, they have done they have bought cow. Because the man has them to bring it. Now God is not asking for cow. All he's asking you to do this morning is to shout and you're doing like if you are the next to testify and make a joyful noise. There's a lady on this side. Hear me. What God asked me to tell you is that they thought they will receive your obituary. They will be disappointed thoroughly. As you were shouting, the obituary was shredded to pieces. Anyone expecting for the news of your demise, I decree they will take your place. Anyone that has vowed that they will eat your akala, hear me. You will attend their funeral. There are bright days ahead of you. Your best days are yet to come. God is not true with you. You cannot die now. You are not going anywhere. Something must hit you before March is over. Something must change your story. Something must change your story. Something must change your level. Before this month is over, I'm speaking to someone. Before this month is over, you shall be celebrated. You shall be celebrated. You shall be celebrated. Settled forever. In Jesus' name I pray. This is that in God's presence. I don't want to waste too much of our time. Praise God. I'll be speaking to us today on prevailing by praise. Prevailing by what? Praise. Prevailing by praise. The Bible said that God has chosen the foolish things of this world to make the wise people stupid. In 2001, I was living in an apartment that was rented with my sister, but I stupidly. I was singing in such a way that my neighbors would say, you are wasting your talent. Go and join the choir. You know, it was that bad. I was broke anyway, busted. I couldn't enter transport to Ikeja, so I bought a bicycle to save my money. 
So from here, I'll ride to police college. I was also a sports person, so it was building my muscle. But the truth is that there was no transport. So I borrowed sense. So they'll be looking at this guy that cannot pay transport is now dancing. Shetty wing, jackpot, you know, mockery. But when men are mocking you, God is busy making you. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance, do the chores, dance, go to work. I was already working. I started working in 1999. So as of 2001, I've had three years experience. They were mocking me, mocking. All of a sudden, after a period of praising, some of us only praise God when you are instructed. Praise is not optional. It's mandatory. Praise is not what you do in church. Praise is a lifestyle. Praise is not what you do when things work. Praise is what you do when it works and does not work. Praise is a debt you owe God. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 2 verse 2, it says concerning you priests that refuse to thank me, I will turn your blessing into a curse. Praise is a command that puts you in command. Praise is an instruction that leads you to your seasons of distinctions. When a man is in praise, it's a matter of time. His future is secured. So it was a season of praise, like six months, just continuous praise. How many clothes do I have? I could number it on my five fingers, wash it, dry it, and wear it. But I kept on dancing. And they kept on mocking. All of a sudden, there was a call. I was working in Quara then, so I'll go out home. There was a call to report to Lagos. And they put me in a place in Obalade. And when I got there to report as a freshman, somebody just saw me. A senior saw me, a new officer. I was on the lowest of rank. And he said, my pastor. Meanwhile, before the senior officer called me his pastor, because I was teaching Sunday school for years in Redeem there, they had they heard me there. They say, March like this. I oh, They say, Turn back. I say, Yes, sir. They say, Go. <laughs> so when someone that is older to the person that is torturing my destiny came and said, Ah, my pastor, what the hell? The person that I've been punishing me is, Look at the man. I speak to someone here. In the same place where you have been mocked and graced, everyone will decorate you. Amen. You know Elijah, Elijah's story, Mr. Follow, follow. You know, there are some people that when you see them in a car, you know the car is borrowed. It, it can't be soon. Ah, uh, no, he said that his brother or his mother. He, don't, don't look at the car, it's borrowed. There are people like that. So Elijah was in that category. Anytime you see Elijah, they say, Elijah must be around. The boy boy is coming. So after they crossed down together to the other side, they mocked him. They say, Elijah will be taken from you today. That position you have held so much, there will be no one to follow again. You will return to us like one of us. And he told them, hold your peace. They did not know he has struck him again. When a man is praising God, he's in business with God. People may mock you, but God will pay you. And when they crossed over, like play, the Bible says, Chiros of fire separated Elisha and Elijah. And the whirlwind took Elisha, Elijah to heaven, and the man to bed. The mantle did not fall. The mantle was dropped. Are you paying attention to me? Because you could tie Elijah's mantle, Elijah's anointing to the mantle. When they wanted to cross the Jordan, the mantle was at work. When he wanted to call Elijah to follow him, he dropped his mantle on him. He was always with that mantle because it was an embodiment of the anointing. So when Elijah was taken up, 
by whirlwind. Elisha cried, My father, my father, ah, have you forgotten our deal? That's a double portion of the grace. So the angel that came to take Elijah, ah, he said, That rascal, ask for double portion. He can't even handle my portion. So the angel touched the mantle a second time and dropped it. So <laughs> they were mocking him at the other side of Jordan. Hear me? Everyone mocking you at the other side of your praise. As you return from this meeting, I decree it will be obvious that you have met with God. Amen. So he picked the mantle and tore his own. He tore his own tonic because old wine cannot enter a new wine skin. There will be commotion. He tore it and took the mantle that fell from Elijah and went to the bank of Jordan. They were there mocking. But they saw what happened. And the Bible said, He smote the waters. And they were smitten. And when he crossed over, when they saw him, as he was showing up, you, when you see one man crossing the middle of the river and water stayed side by side, you will advise yourself. You just see one naked man without shirt coming with clothes. <laughs> you know, your brain. You were, are you paying attention to me, sir? You see a madman coming with clothes. You say you have anointing. You will be buried. So you just see Elijah coming with you like this. Ah, we can't run for this guy. He would just come for there when he comes there. As he showed up, the power. The same that I'm speaking to you. Those that think that you are mates and they'll be looking down on you, a change of level will occur here. And by the time you return, they will discover that age mate is not grace mate. Somebody is not paying attention to me. They will discover that you have been distinguished by the anointing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Prevailing by praise. Someone here will never fail again. The last time you were called a failure is the last time you will ever be called a failure. In the same place where you failed, when you get back there, I decree you will prevail. In the name of Jesus Christ. So God used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. That is why scriptural instructions are difficult for people to obey. You don't use logic to follow God. You will become stupid. You follow God because you trust him. You follow God because you believe him. You don't use logic to follow God. A child, you put him on your back. And you didn't tell anybody. That's faith. A woman had a baby in her womb. She had been believing God for a while. And the doctors told her, this child is dead. Evac. And there was a major program. I think a one-week program. They were meant to evacuate so that the womb doesn't get damaged. And the doctor said, let's do it now because you are still young. You can. She said, wait. I'm going to this program to meet with God. Foolish. Ah, ah, ah. This woman is about to say, I am going first. And when she got to the program, as she stepped in, there was a word of knowledge. There's a woman here, your baby in your womb is dead. Before the man finished pronouncing, the baby moved. God uses foolish things of this world to confound the wise. <laughs> Until you are ready to do the ridiculous, you can't command the miraculous. There is a ridiculous instruction that you must follow to command the miraculous in your life. Is it, does it make sense to praise God? I'm asking, you are broke. I said, you are really broke. There's no food to eat. They now say you should be dancing. Dance what? 
Jansen. Or you just finish uh, Gary. Cold one with block with coconut. Morning after and night. And I say it should be. Why do you want to dance it? Put. I remember the story of a family in Somalia during the time of the war. Something happened. There was crisis and there was no food. And they were their job being taught the, the of praise. Please don't crowd the area of the equipment. Don't crowd that area. Please. Everybody should be seated now. No movement. God bless you. So, they were just taught the wonders of praise. And this family, the rebels were moving around, raping people, eating their stuff. But this particular family, they had been praising God consistently. I think for seven days or seven hours. And the rebels visited their house. And they were supposed to rape and do what they used to do. And as they visited, they brought cartons of frozen food and raw rice. They said, cook for us. Cook for us. And as they began to cook, they radioed them that there's war somewhere. So all of them entered their coup and left the rice and the fish to Guam. They didn't return. But the family that had been praising had bags of rice. Must you wonder how God will do it? You are hungry. You say you don't want to eat rebel rice. You are not yet hungry. When you are hungry, you will eat devil rice. The heart is the Lord and the world and they that dwell therein. So, when you put praise to work, things must always work. It doesn't matter how. Psalm 65, verse 5 to 7 says, Let the people praise thee. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7. Let all the people praise thee, O God. Then shall the earth yield an increase. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Until praises go up, the earth will not yield an increase. There's an increase in the earth for you. But until your hands are lifted up in praise, your harvest is not sure. Stop complaining. Those that murmured were destroyed by the destroyer. Everyone that is not grateful will, will, will grumble. You will grumble. You can't be in between. If you are not smiling, you are frowning. If you are keeping a, a straight face, it's a sign that you are frowning. There are some people that when you wake up in the morning and see their face, go back and sleep. They're not the type you should see in the morning. When you see that kind of people, the day is finished. As when you wake up and see him, say, just go back and sleep. You, you cannot afford to start your day with such faces. That day is finished. I'm speaking to someone here. As you go back to give God acceptable praise, everything around your life will turn. Amen. It will turn for the best. Amen. So God used the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Insight is what makes for dispatch in destiny. Not just knowledge, but insight. Eating knowledge. That's why Mark 4 11 said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is packaged with eating truth. If it's not packaged with eating truth, everyone can access it. The reason why it is eating is because it's a privileged few that look at it and see it for what it is. And one of the core mysteries of the kingdom is praise. Everybody here, they have seen me pray. Most people here, they know I have strength in the place of prayer. Until one day God visited me. Somebody said, if all you get, you must work for, you will die working. That all you must get in life, you must work for it. You will die working. That's why someone will serve the Nigerian civil service for 35 years and they will give me a work clock. He started civil service in a rented apartment and he has not bought a land after 35 years. It's not all you get, you must work for. <laughs> There's a place for favor and favor answers to praise. 
So it is in those mysteries of the kingdom that you have access to some dangerous blessings from God. And one of those core mysteries is praise. It's a mystery of the kingdom. And that's why the Bible calls it the key of David. Now, the mystery behind praise was revealed by one man called David. He was the king that danced like a servant. When David is dancing, you will not know he's the king. You will send him to get you cold water. Are you paying attention to me now? He does not manage it. The Bible, what we read two weeks ago, he praised God with all his might. And all his heart. Because we'll be praising God in a minute now. Forget about how you are dressed. And forget about who is by your left or your right. You are here to dance before God. If you are the owner of your life, don't dance. But if you know that the breast in your nose is God that gave you. My sister, remove the eye. Yellow. Remove the scarf and tie it around your waist. Go down and go up. Dance anyhow. Because praise cannot be taught without it being demonstrated. The Bible says, let us praise him with understanding. So maybe you have been praising before. You don't understand the profit that is behind it. That's why I'm sharing with you. When you are addicted to praise, you will never fail again. David danced anyhow with all his heart and with all his might. And David is the only king that fought till he died and never lost the battle. Don't you get it? The same king that lifted up his skirt and the, the wife said, ah, the king of Israel is naked before his people. Oh. That same king that used to dance without underwear is the only king that didn't lose a battle. Don't you get it? Gather the facts. He's the only king that gave back to a son that never fought. He never lost. He gave back to a son that never fought. He's the only king God said, I swear. You will always have a seat on the throne. He's the only king that Judah gathered onto after a while. Israel joined. He's the only king that after Israel, the name, the name is the city of David, after one man. In 1996, they wanted to dedicate 3,000 years after David had reigned. 3,000 what? That means David did not die. If after 3,000 years they are still celebrating someone's anniversary, ah. When you are committed to praising the immortal God, it will make your name immortal. <laughs> 3,000 years, sir. And when they were doing the meeting, they said, we'll spend this million, we'll spend that million. And somebody stood up in the meeting and said, how can we be spending so much money on David that died 3,000 years ago? Is the, are there no things we should use money for? Before they were joined the meeting for the next day, God killed the man. Look, when you praise God, anyone that stands in your way will be wasted. As in wasted for free. <laughs> a man was caught sleeping with his house help. And there was war. The wife said, I will kill this girl. I will. The man said, if you kill her, I kill you. You are a career woman. Six months ago is the last time you slept with me. So the only person that is sleeping with me that you want to kill her. You've not seen madness in some homes. Did you see the man's approach? He said, if you kill her, I kill you. Right then, he wasn't thinking she's an elf. He was thinking she was a relief fire. So God said, they want to honor the man that praised me till he died. You say you are an economist. Die now. When you are committed to praising God, anyone that dares you, God will waste. I said, there are some things you don't pray for. 
Because you are the one that is after God's heart. You are God's girlfriend. God lost David so bad. This is not my message, but he's speaking to someone. God lost David so bad. God said, David, what's wrong with you? When you were little in your own eyes, I made you master. And I gave you the throne of your master. I, gave, I made you king and gave you the throne of your master. Ah, even if that's not enough, if you had asked for such and such, I will still give you. In other words, even if you had asked for Uriah's wife, I would have killed him and given him. You're not getting it. Why must you kill Uriah for his wife? I would have given you someone better. Or something would have happened. Maybe I'm the one that made you who you are. You were a bushman. You were smelling like the field. And not paying attention to me. When you walk in the factory in Guinness, when you come out, you will smell like Otzi. As when people will see you, they won't call you again. They'll say, Otzi has come. Are you aware that when you come out of the film of alcohol, even if you remain there, you'll be drunk without drinking. Are you aware? All of you are behaving as if we don't know. See all of them, they maintain straight faces. As when you come out, you, you just be drunk. You didn't drink because you are in the mist. When David showed up, when they wanted to anoint him, he was smelling like sheep. Field. He came in, they said, bush has come. You don't get it. And that same boy in the bush, he said, he took my feet from the miry clay and set it upon the rock to stay. Praise can change level any day. It doesn't matter where you are planted. Where you are in praise, God will pluck you out and set you among the princes to say. And the same David, when he speaks, nations go quiet. And authority has my excellence. Nobody rebelled against him. You can't dare it. The person David cursed in his family to today, there's still someone that is crippled. There's still someone that is a leper. You will prevail by praise. <laughs> there is a Goliath someone must slay yeah? is not saying amen. amen there is a Goliath you must slay amen. I declare praise will take you from the back and launch you to the forefront amen. in the name of Jesus Christ amen. so until a man has insight he cannot rule, he cannot reign if something is working in the hand of someone there is something he knows that you don't know the Bible says, a fool labors without favor because he does not know the way into town. When you know how the world will shout, wow, I was a pain machine. Until God opened my eyes in the revelation, I saw myself in the dream. That I was praising instead of praying. And people were delivered easily. If there's an easier way to succeed, would you take it? Okay, you have been praying since. Where are you today? You must balance it. He said, I, David, I praise God seven times a day and I pray three times a day. Can you see the equation? Until your praise is louder than your prayers, you're not ready for, an expect, for a miracle. God will hear you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, the mystery embedded in praise makes it a, a distinguished prevailing force in the battles of life. It wins God over to your side in the face of the storms. Why do nations seek for alliance when they are going to war? Because they know that if this man should join me, I have a better chance to win. I have a better chance to win. In Nigeria now, it's not the candidate that wins, it's the party. Are you aware? 
If you are a very viable candidate and you are in a wrong party, you are finished. As in, you are finished completely. Don't worry yourself. Pack well. And they ask someone, what's happening? He said, ah, all other parties are repeaters. We are winners. All of them came to repeat. He said, because we have never lost. It's parties that win. So you become a governor in a state by the alliance you make with a party. You become a victor in life by your alliance with God. No one is self-made. Only slaves are self-made. A man connected with God, nothing can hinder him from getting to the top. It doesn't matter if no one has become anything in your lineage. When God decides to choose you, he will take you from under and place you on top. And one of the major criteria that make God distinguish someone is someone that has gratitude. Saul said, the Bible said, you asked for a king, I gave you Saul. It's not my choice. You asked for an immediate king, I gave you an immediate solution. But I have found a man after my own heart. Did you get that? So Saul was, David was chosen. That's the difference. Saul was a necessary evil. David was a chosen vessel. You, 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 you ask for someone, I give you somebody. But I have found a man. I have found a man. So Samuel was coming with the oil to anoint a man. He didn't know that God has found a king in a kid. What distinguished David was because he loves God and he'll be singing to the God they cannot see. How many of you have gone to prayers asking God for nothing? I just said, I came to thank you. How many of you have done that? Every time you call God to pray, it's when my spirit just pursued you. When you wake up, ah, 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 they almost killed me. Blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Just said, what's up? Pastor, they almost killed me now. Send me that prayer. And many people are just walking up and saying, Who is like unto thee? Oh, oh Lord, who is like? Among the God. Who is like thee? you are glorious in and fearful. Always So in, in that revelation God showed me, I saw stubborn battles were broken while we were praising. For example, if we were in the last night, uh, praise night that we had in this place, we didn't pray. Not one prayer, but countless were delivered. Now, the church has been praising before now. This is not the first time the church has been praising. They have been praising since. But they had been praising God without understanding. It is your understanding of a subject that makes you outstanding. And that's why those that use key points to do work, they don't pass. They lift and they drop. They copy and they paste. And the people that are marking you, they are the ones that wrote the key points, so they fail. Or maybe they carry the key point into the hall and they open. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. But when you have understanding, you will give the answer back to the author in a different language. You say, yeah, you know your stuff. When you praise God with understanding, you pull out the hidden blessings and virtue taught in praise. Praise is not a religious exercise. It's a prophetic action. Excuse me. 
is a dangerous prophetic action. Acts 16, verse 25 to 26. After they captured Paul and Silas, they ah, that removed the head of James. A prayer said Paul and Silas were the next. They kept them securely guarded. But at midnight, after they were being flogged and in prison, they began to sink. There was a shaking. They were shaking. As someone would dance today, the jailhouse. Are you aware some people are free, but they are in prison? Oh. They are free. But if you see how they have tied them, as in they have tied them and they now kept them in dungeon, but physically they are free. And some people will see that one and say, this is my husband. You are marrying a con man. He's tied somewhere. So in that jailhouse, they began to sing and to praise. And the Bible said there was a shaking. Do you know why there was a shaking? When you pray, God sends an angel. But when you praise, God comes himself. It's only when God comes that there's a shaking. The Bible said, the Lord in the midst of thee is mighty. The Bible says, tremble thou, O earth, at the presence of God. When God steps down, the earth begins to tremble. So, people that were persecuted for doing a job that there is no salary. You don't get it now. They put you in charge of welfare. A member now slap you on top of it. And the welfare is your money and you need to do it. And you let them know that you are Nicolodo. But in the midst of it, those guys began to dance. And the prisoners heard them. Praises are not done quietly. He said, Psalm 149 said, the high praises of God in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand. It is the praises that sounds like noise to your mockers that moves God. And they began to sing. The Bible said, there was a shaking. Everywhere, and their chains fell off. <laughs> and the prisoner said, I kill myself. <laughs> Praise God. And Paul said, don't kill yourself. We are still I'm speaking to you. When they come back to check where they tied you, they will discover you have been set free. When they come back to inspect where they have locked your case, they will discover God has delivered you. That lady was believing God for a life partner and she locked herself in the room. Seven hours. Praising. Hallelujah. By the time she reached the seventh hour, she levitated off the ground. She was floating. God was in the room. <laughs> Something happened to me earlier day. Someone tried against me for what I did not do. And I got a prophetic instruction. I closed the door of the room. And read the book of Job from verse 1 to 40 something. Loud. I mean, I entered the room with the book of Job. There's a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. <laughs> At one reading. When I got to 26, I wanted to run out of the room. The presence was so thick. It was as if there was somebody there. I wanted to run out. You don't get it. When God shows up, the atmosphere will change. When I came out from that room, they said, we are sorry, the accusation was for. You don't understand mysteries. You think the Bible is a storybook. Continue. <laughs> God will hear your praise tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. So what makes a winner is not necessarily his capacity, but fellowship and companionship. Who you are tangled with determines whether you'll be triumphant in life. That is why I know when God is on your side, God is enough. The Bible says in Romans 8.31 that if God be for us, all you need is to get God's, uh, God on your side. All you need is to get God on your side. 
I'll share one more testimony. You will discover that when they were go and fight Jericho, there was a Jordan River between them and Jericho. Now, the Bible says Jericho was straightly shot. They locked all the door because Jericho wall has been a wall of defense for the people. No one has conquered it in years. And the people that are coming to fight them, they are the other side of Jordan and they had no boats. So Jericho looked at these jokers. How do you want to cross this? Are you a swimmer like that? You want to swim a river? They were mocking them. But God said to Joshua, today I will begin to magnify you. This is what you do. Let the priest bear the ark of the covenant on their shoulder. That ark of covenant represents the presence of God. When God is with you, Jordan will see you and flee. You don't get it. When God is on your shoulder, there are ways where there is no way. The, highway, the wilderness becomes a highway. Rivers you find in the desert. Rock will begin to give you water because God is with you. And Joshua said, those that bear the Ark of Covenant on their shoulder, they should go ahead of the people. You know what happened? As those that were carrying the presence of God, as their ankles stepped into the water, the water has washed. Jordan began to run. Why? The presence of God has gone ahead of them. Let me tell you, all of you that, that enjoy frowning, that's when they wake you, frowning is your food. You don't understand. I was sharing a testimony with some people. I said, Daniel fasted so much that when they threw Daniel in the lion's den, Daniel had become the fast. As he landed in the lion's den, the lion said, we are fasting. Are you with me here? And I said, we are fasting. No more fasting continues. And there are people that they have prayed so much, they have become prayer. Elijah. When they would describe Elijah in New Testament, are you aware that it's one sentence? And Elijah prayed. That was enough. But with prayer, he said, no crude oil will produce in Nigeria until and crude oil stop, stop producing. You know, if crude oil stop producing, all your senators will use that salary. Praise God. <laughs> and he, he, he put the whole nation in his pocket by prayer. So when you have been gisting since, when Elijah steps in, all of you begin to pray. As he has not come prayer point. Same thing goes for David. He praised God so much, he became praise. If David steps in here and all of you are sad, before he says two or three things, you're all praising God. You're just laughing and praising God. And that's the same thing with some people. They have frowned so much that if all of you are laughing here, when they step in like this, all of you just begin to cry. When you don't look at the person's face, you are just sad because he can never come with good news. Praise God. Amen. I decree your own addiction will be glorious. Everyone that had glorious addiction in scriptures, they ruled the nations. Daniel prayed. They said, we will kill you. He still opened his windows and prayed three times a day. He had an addiction. Like you'll be begging someone, this drug will kill you. They'll say, okay. The moment you go like this, once you see that he's having withdrawals like this, you go and do another one. It's an addiction. Some people are addict, addicted to talking. See, the way you are talking, you have scattered this family. Ah, ah. I won't say it again. The, ah, as the person is doing like this, once you turn your back, they see my mouth as kidney fire. <laughs> as in, if all of you love yourself, when those people enter, you will scatter all of you. Not your portion. 
So there are some addictions that are glorious. I'm speaking to someone here. You will be addicted to something glorious. You won't be wasted. In the name of Jesus Christ. So when God is on your side, the future is secure. And the only way to bring God on your side is by praise. Because every time you praise, God is enthroned on your praise. So many Christians have frustrated the presence of God. The Bible says in Psalm 16 verse 11, in his presence there is what? Fullness of joy. On his right hand are what? Pleasures forevermore. As no big fish can dwell in an environment that does not have water, God cannot dwell where there is no praise. In his presence there is what? Fullness of joy. You have used our sorrowful spirit to frustrate our keeper. Look, the more you complain, the more you are exposed. Because the God that protects you is frustrated by your complaining. Okay, look at Hannah. She cried. She fasted. No solution. No. In fact, when she was praying, you can't hear her voice. You've not seen prayer. Your own prayer, she be still hearing it. Hannah's prayer was so deep that they thought she was drunk. You, oh. <laughs> Praise God. Have you been to some churches that when they are praying, it's like they are dancing? Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Even me that is there, I'm trying to catch what they are saying. But I know God understands. That's why I tell my minister, don't be doing oh. Uh, uh. Make sure what you are saying is precise and clear. Oh Lord, deliver my head from every ancestral cause in the name of Jesus. Not that you say, oh Lord, what's that? It's not scripture. <laughs> okay, praise God. Amen. <laughs> praise God. Are you see here? <laughs> you will prevail. Amen. So we mustn't frustrate God with our sorrowful spirit. When you are always sad, your keeper is frustrated. When you are joyful, God is in charge. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3 says that, With joy shall you draw water. Or Isaiah 3 level, or 12 3 here. With joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Until you are joyful, your Christianity cannot produce. Prayer is good, but praise is better. Don't stay on one side. God does not owe you anything. You owe him everything. May God give us understanding. So, what must I do to get God on my side? Number one, understand what praise is and what praise does. I've explained that. Number two, do not frustrate the presence of God. How can you frustrate the presence of God? Always complain. Are you aware in the midst of everything, no matter how bad it is, there's always a reason to thank God? I'm asking you, no matter how bad it is, maybe they broke bottle on your head. And he tore here like this. And you should be grateful he didn't take your eyes. So, deep thinkers are thanksgivers. They broke your headlight. What if they broke your head? What is headlight? The car was recent, 2008. It's vintage in 2008, 2019. That's 11 years. The car is vintage. If you want to clear it, you pay more. There you go. Praise God. Amen. There is always a reason for gratitude. So, to maintain God being on your side, always have a song in your mouth. Praise God. Number three, avoid any form of disobedience. You cannot be living in sin and be bribing God with praise. It doesn't work that way. 
David gave acceptable praise because he lived the holy life. Until you live right, your praise is not acceptable. You remember Psalm 24, sir? Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that has what? Clean hands and a pure heart. So, the hands we lift in praise, they must be clean hands. The heart we lift in gratitude must be pure. Some people are praising beside you and they want to kill you. Let that anger, I will kill her. Let her finish. It's not some wickedness. Hallelujah, a new car. How did she get this car? She will die inside. What is the the Lord with me? Praise the Lord with you, my God. You will tell us what you are doing. It's not everybody that is smiling with you. Your heart must be pure. Your hands must be clean. For your prayer to be praise God. I want to praise God for five, six minutes before I escape. Praise God. Number four, be thankful always. Somebody say, be thankful always. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Philippians 4 says, rejoice in the Lord again. I say, rejoice. He said, rejoice evermore. He has given me the oil of gladness, the garment of praise instead of mourning, a shining star instead of a glory in the face of despair. God viewed the to be joyful. He gave you the grace to be happy. Someone is not happy. It's a sign of past glory. That means you have ashes on your altar. And when you see ashes, it's a sign that fire has burnt there before. Be harsh, sir, without fire. So for God to give you beautiful ashes, time. So what stole your joy? What took away? Who stole your song? As long as you have a song. Hallelujah. Eh. Praise God. I can put this mic down. It's a distraction. Are you aware? When God speaks over a situation, you can go to sleep. You're only struggling because He has not spoken. So anything you are going through, sir, is at the mercy of one instruction. One instruction is enough to silence any devil. But get God to speak, you must have a song. You must have a praise to get God to speak. Once God speaks over the matter, it is what? Over. I will never forget. I didn't know they had planned against me. Someone that was working with a hand oil. They saw me from a hand oil. They come back to the office. We'll deal with you. They be say, you're a pastor. You cannot bribe us. So they called me back. But before I went, I lay prostrate on the floor, worshiping God. Because when you lay prostrate, it's the frequency of prophecy. In case you don't know, go and write it down. You want to hear from God? 
prostrate and sing. Some of you are very proud. When you are praying to God, you put your hand in your pocket. God, you know that I used to serve you. I'm making a decree now for your information. FYI. Praise God. I lay prostrate and I saw a revelation that there was a fight in the office. But they decided in my favor. In the place of worship. So I went to the office and truly there was fight. The elephants were fighting over me. And when they finished fighting, I said, I'm the one in charge. Yeah, I won't listen to him. Choose anywhere you want to walk. I changed it to, you know, I mean, I know how to use <laughs> open Jericho. I changed the venue to the one that suits me. After you praise God today, I decree God will give you a blank check. God will change the table. He will turn it in your favor. Now stand to your feet and lift up your hands and just begin to appreciate God. I'm sure you want him to be on your side. Wave your hands to him. The Bible says the sacrifice of praise, that is the fruit of our shelter over your head. Open your mouth and tell him thank you. Appreciate him. Make sure you are grateful. Make sure your neighbor hears you. Make sure your neighbor looks at you and tells you you are disturbing me. Call him by name. He's the captain of the host of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the original majesty. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the God that was and needs to come. He's the man of war. He's the mighty man in battle. He's the immortality that dwells in light that cannot be approached. He's the bread of life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door. He's our good shepherd. He's the I am that I am. He's the king.